Hi, this is Mako, author of Anti-Eva's Border, Age Player, and Mazacast fan. You're listening to the Mazacast, which isn't taped, unlike my diaper. Why not be a good grown-up and donate some of your pocket money to the Mazacast? You can have a cookie if you do. Hi, and welcome to another Mazacast. This is going to be a, a, a slightly longer than normal episode, so if you're the type of person who emails me asking for half-hour versions, then fair warning, just... After about the half hour mark, hit pause, and then next week, you hit unpause, and it's like a good two episodes. Also, uh, before we get going uh, into the interview, I'm, I'm going to answer f- several listener emails. Get tons of them. I don't answer all of them on the uh, on the air, so this is going to be my chance to reply publicly with a couple of them. Here's the first one. Why don't you ask more women about their feet? This is the third time I'm emailing you regarding interview questions for your guests, and I haven't heard you mention it once. You're right. Okay, it's just, it's a little creepy, I think. It's almost like saying, um, so, about your breasts, or how about that testicle, or, you know, whatever, depending on the anatomy of the person I'm talking to, I think that's just a little crass. You know, uh, perhaps there might be someone out there who just loves and really wants to talk about her feet. That's fine, we can do that. Maybe we'll make it a... You know, when we do it, if we ever do a pledge drive for the podcast, we'll make that like our tote bag. So those who those who donate, you know, ten bucks, they get you know a free copy of women talking about their feet. But meanwhile, it's just kind of creepy. I think I don't know why. Next email: um, Why isn't uh, the Mastercast put out every week? And people ask me this quite often, actually, which is I suppose is a good thing, is because that means they want more of it, right? And the simple answer that. Uh, to that question is, I got shit to do. So, once I have less shit to do, there'll be more episodes of the Mastercast. Uh, if you'd like to email me, and give me some more shit to do, you know, that's fine. Go ahead. Mastercast at gmail.com. And actually, I do enjoy reading your emails. It, it helps It helps push me forward. It helps me go. Keep going. Whenever I'm thinking, oh, man, do I really, do I, do I really want to keep doing this? Then I get an email from someone, and then it makes me decide to do more episodes. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Eden Fantasies. As always, visit EdenFantasies.com to browse their extensive library of personal toys, bondage gear, sexual health products, and so much more. Also, you'll find product reviews for people seeking orgasms just like yourself. Take a look at the Free Sex Positive magazine, Sexes, for stories and advice from your favorite sex bloggers, some of whom have been on this show. Enter EFCast upon checkout to get 20% off your order EdenFantasies.com. This episode is uh, an interview with someone who, when I first started doing the Mastercast, almost two years ago, uh, this was one of the first people I thought of, and I remember seeing him at a party, and I said, hey, Delano, you know, I'm doing this podcast, and you'd be a great person for it, and no pressure, no pressure, and then the next time I saw him, I said, hey, Delano, how's it going, you know, I'm a big fan of yours, if you'd like, you know, you can come on to do the podcast, and then uh, finally, he said yes, and uh, you can see his uh, his website delanobound.com. Definitely go check that out. Uh, so here it is, a friend of mine who I'm so glad he's doing the episode. Uh, it's Delano, and we started the interview. I, I I wanted to know how he identifies. Gosh, that's a good question. Do I do I identify? Well, yes, I I do identify. Identify as a switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and only just recently starting to come more comfortable with. Saying yeah, kinky. Yeah, you know, because uh, I'm from Texas, 
There are no kinky people in Texas. My girlfriend's from Texas. She will corroborate this. <laughs> she will corroborate. There are no kinky people in Texas. Why do you think officially. that is? Officially. Officially. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Because, you know, it's like, it's like the, the rusty bucket, the belt buckle of, of the Bible belt. Yeah. You know, and uh, all that's under undercover. You know, you, you, it's illegal to carry more than on your person something like you know five dildos or six dildos, because then you're 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 you know you're you're going to sell them, and that's illegal, <laughs> right? You know, you can't do that. So you know, it, it's 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 got that that whole you know Southern Baptist right. How did they come up with the number six, by the way? Oh, I don't know. I, I think they, they flipped a couple of coins and They're like, okay, well, you can have one in each hole for you and your partner. That's right. But that's it. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's right. it. And uh, a couple for the nose. But uh, yeah, beyond no, that, it. you're that's done. It. So, yeah. so you grew up in Texas. How did yeah. you? Did you have an outlet for this when you were younger? No. At all? You just did you daydream? Did you even have any idea that this was this existed? Yeah, I. I uh, um, had daydreams. Uh, I used to do a lot of drawings as well when I was a kid, which is kind of difficult when you're, you know, family of six and you're living in a two-bedroom household. Yeah. You know, keep things private. You know, but I was I was an artist. I did comic books and things like that, and and uh, uh, and would draw bondage scenes. Uh, interestingly enough, not. Of guys, but of of, of girls, mm-hmm. um, and it took me a long time to understand that what I wanted was that, you know. Now, um, you know, when I say a long time, I mean, you know, I'm an adult before this actually does, yeah. does hit, you know. Uh, but yeah, you know, daydreams and and uh, you know, small creative outlets, um, you know, but actually not doing anything about it until I was a full-fledged adult and no longer living in Dallas, Texas. How did you do something about it? Probably the most bass-awkward way you could possibly do it, <laughs> which was to uh, write Sandy York and tell her you want to be a model for her, you know, papers and mm-hmm. whatnot. Uh, I don't know that they're in publication much anymore, but you know, fetish rags—they mm-hmm. were, they were all over the place. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I actually had a conversation with uh, you know the woman I was married to at the time, and we were being very honest. And I said, you know what? If I knew what I know about myself, if I knew that a while ago, this is what I would be doing. I would mm-hmm. be. You know, I would I would be the male Betty Page, which you know was like a big thing. Mm-hmm. And she just said, "Well, why don't you?" This is your ex. Yeah, that well, was pretty. It was very. You know, it was cool. Yeah, it was uh, encouraging and 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 unexpected. You know, because we've been together for a while. And had you two and played with rope and stuff like that? Nope. No. Nope. Not at all. You know, and she had absolutely no interest in mm-hmm. none. Uh, but at the time, she was very encouraging of my exploring. And, uh, you know, so I said, well, let me figure out how to do that. So, you know, obviously the papers were there and the address was there and I wrote and, you know, she wrote back and said, well, you should come down to 
Hellfire and we'll talk and we'll see what's going on and you know a couple of times down there um, set up some you know some modeling shoots had you been tied up at all prior to that prior to that nope that's a huge that's a lot of faith in your passion to know that's what you want I mean I felt that as well I know what, I know what that's like but yeah I guess I never really realized it until I heard you say it that that's a lot of faith in your passion to know you want something before you've even experienced it. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's 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 called blind desire, <laughs> and there's a reason for the blind part yeah. because you don't think about a lot of things. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, it wasn't anything that I had ever physically done, uh, but I knew a couple of things about myself, and one was that. You know, I wasn't half bad looking, uh, and I could bring that to the table. And I had a uh, an ingrained passion for, uh, you know, for BDSM, mm-hmm. uh, desire for it, and I could bring that to the table. Um, and I, I really just thought, man, it would be kind of cool. So, what was that first time like? The first time, um, not quite like anyone expects, mm-hmm. because it's a photo shoot. Yeah, you know, and but I I, I made a, a determination very early on in my process of thinking about how I wanted to do this. The word model was very much at the forefront of you know my uh, description. Mm-hmm. Professional came after that, so I wasn't going to be broaching any, you know, any any protocols. I wasn't going to be making a nuisance of myself. I wasn't going to be, you know, drooling over everybody because you know I was there for a reason. I was there for a specific, you know, activity, and that mm-hmm. was to take, you know, take the pictures, do the promote, you know, to be promoting whatever business we were we were we were you know uh, ensconced in for the night so you know so that was i approached it very professionally mm-hmm. very was this sort of a way for you to accept it for yourself to say okay it's okay i'm doing this professionally so it's not well the word professional because yeah, yeah the word professional obviously is 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 uh, you know sort of a misnomer because there was absolutely no pay whatsoever right um uh, but it was a way. It was a way to create a boundary. Mm-hmm. You know, being very careful that you didn't. I wouldn't want to cross. You know, my own boundaries. I didn't cross anybody else's boundaries. You know, I didn't want to cause trouble in my relationship. I didn't want to. You know, so that was a way to to have a kind of a wall there, but also use that to get to know people. And you know, have working relationships uh, because you know we would shoot in different places like every week, yeah. but we return to some places more often. Um, so it was a way to to create a persona, so to speak. Um, and this is actually before um, I, I created the the persona, you know, that I I, I now. Yeah. It was just I was just you know being myself, being a model. Yeah, and uh, you know so I did that for about a year, and I got to meet a lot of different people. We shot all over the city in every pro dom house there was, 
every Prodom house that there wasn't. <laughs> there were Prodom houses that just the day before had been, you know, houses of prostitution. Yeah. And, you know, in order to avoid the cops, they, you know, did the whole, oh, well, no, we're, we're fetish, blah, 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 yeah. stuff and so on. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Maybe I will not come back here yeah. with the ideas to shoot again. Yeah. Um, but I got to meet some really amazing people, um, a couple of which I'm still, you know, close with. Yeah. I was building credibility. Yeah. Before I even knew that I was building credibility, <laughs> I was building credibility, you know. Uh, and so we did houses around the town. We did many shoots at uh, at Hellfire. Um, you, you know, like the first time I was ever suspended, ever, was at Hellfire Club. Um, dead of winter, February. And I don't know if you ever... I've never been. Okay, all right, well... It's in a basement, mm-hmm. and it concrete and brick everywhere. Yeah, so it's cold. Yeah. Okay. And I was going to do a suspension, and the dom who was going to tie me up and do the suspension um, was fairly new to the scene, fairly new to the country, and a perfectionist. So, Hellfire Club. February, dead of winter. Okay. Concrete floor. Yeah. Me on concrete floor, butt naked. Yeah. For 20 minutes. Wow. While this dom rigged me up. Yeah. And it's an inverted suspension. Half an hour, you know, almost half an hour later, I go up. I have absolutely no energy. I have absolutely no heat. Uh huh. You know, I am completely drained. I think I'm up for maybe 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. They got three shots. Wow. I came down. I got untied. I got dressed. I went home. And I decided I wanted more. Really? It hurt like hell. I mean, it hurt like nothing I'd experienced before in my life. But I decided, yeah, I can... Under the right circumstances, this would be really cool. <laughs> Instead of just damn cold. Here you are, you're building it up, and I thought I thought you were going to say, and I walked away from it. But no, it's like the opposite, which I suppose is natural, I guess. Um, yeah. How much of that was the actual act, and how much of that was the combination of everything? The person who was doing it? Um, the desire, okay. to, the desire to, to come back to it? Yeah. It had absolutely nothing to do with the act. Had absolutely nothing to do with the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'll, it, it was Sinju. I don't know if you know. No, but, I'm. Oh, okay. Okay. Friend of Yen's from mm-hmm. you know a while ago, and, and Japanese, new in country, mm-hmm. hardly spoken English. I mean, it was just that kind of like. Yeah. Okay, we're doing this thing, and all right, okay, I th- okay, I can I can do this. I think you know, but. The idea of it really stuck with me. And the understanding of sort of the physics of it, now that I'd actually done it, thought, yeah, under the right circumstances, this would be an amazing experience. And you hadn't really thought that up until that point? I mean, 
Did, not really. Did, I mean, it didn't cross your mind? Wow. Not really. Uh, you know, because you, obviously you see suspensions and whatnot in the magazines and the papers and... and uh, um, and if you've watched any videos, you know, you've seen all that. But as, as you know, it's something that I thought I would ever do, it hadn't really crossed my mind. Um, but once that door was open, the idea started to flourish, yeah. you know. And, and, and I figured that, you know, I, I, eventually I'll come across somebody... And I'll be able to do this in a way that will, A, be not fucking freezing cold. (laughs) And, B, allow me the opportunity to stay up. Mm -hmm. Because the the whole motion of being suspended, you know, was a tremendous physical uh, uh, experience. Things happen that you don't expect to happen. You know, well, gosh, you weigh, yeah. you have weight. Yeah. There's gravity. There's rope on your limbs. Mm-hmm. There's rope on your, your, your joints. There's, you know, you're fighting gravity. Gravity always wins. It always wins. <laughs> you know, um, there's momentum. There's inertia. I mean, all that stuff. And, having that one experience sort of crystallized it for me that man you know seriously given the right set of circumstances this would be really cool this would be a great thing to do Mm -hmm. uh so no i didn't it didn't you know i didn't swear off of it you know i I did swear off of being you know on a cold floor yeah but naked yeah you know for 20 minutes uh i did have that much (laughs) self-preservation Well, you have to have some self-preservation so you can experience a suspension again in the future, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. You, 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 well, you would think that. Yeah. There are a lot of people who don't have that. That's true. That's you know, true. That's a good that, point. You know, that, that, that mechanism doesn't exist for them. Yeah. Well, okay, so now you, you have this epiphany. Would you call it an epiphany? I mean... Uh, not an epiphany in, 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 in the grandest sort of sense. Yeah. Just a realization. Okay. A coming understanding. Sure. Or a growing understanding. Let's put it that way. So what do you do with this information now that you have it? You file it away. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have any personal relationships yet. You know, I, don't have, I didn't have any personal relationships yet. I'm just going from house to house to house mm-hmm. to house. Um, you know, that didn't start happening for a while Mm -hmm. um you know you meet people you say hi you you know you you do the shoot you sort of you know you make nice you look at the situation as as okay i'm not going to do anything to make the publication look bad Mm -hmm. so that was my mentality through the my whole you know year-long career of modeling for uh these these fetish racks um, and that was the thing that was the thing that got me entrees into other areas other parts of, of, of the scene mm-hmm. um, I got a call from um, um, a photographer Misa Martin who was doing a shoot at, at Pandora's and she needed you know a model on kind of short notice but somebody who could like be reliable yeah um Sandy said to call me mm-hmm. because 
You're reliable. I was reliable. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I go to Pandora's my first time there, and I shoot with Misa. She's a brilliant photographer. Um, and she introduces me to people, and I start actually making friends. Mm-hmm. You know, So it, it takes a while for you to start feeling confident about yourself, feeling confident about your craft because yeah. at this point you know I'm considering it a craft uh, and having the understanding of how these places work so that you can figure out who is worth you know talking to who is worth returning to shoot for you know that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, so it was a gradual sort of thing and and I got a chance to uh, like, like I said I got a chance to start meeting people who were really good at what they did um, and who I got to talk a little bit more about the subject of bondage and you know and the BDSM scene and to get more opinions and more you know keyed into other people's personal experiences and using that to formulate sort of, okay, well, this is maybe where I want to go. Yeah. You know, as opposed to this direction, I want to go into this other direction because that sounds more intriguing than this. So now you're starting to think, at this point, you're starting to think, maybe this is more than just a professional thing. Well, yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, it, 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 thinking, well, not maybe it is, it's maybe it can be yeah. more than a professional thing. Or maybe it can be an enhanced professional thing. Um... You know, so after a while, the novelty of shooting in different places with different people and different houses and all that starts to wear off. Uh, and the question of what now mm-hmm. <laughs> comes up, what else? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the obvious answer to that is, yeah, you, well, you, you make a website. Sure. You do a website. How? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Never designed anything for the web before. Yeah, and I, you know, and not a lot of pro houses had websites. Not a lot of, you know, there were websites, you mm-hmm. know, places like, uh, you know, the Harmony Concepts people had, you know, nation websites and yeah, and things like that. And there were there were they were out there, um, but personal websites, not quite so much. Yeah. Um, but I thought, well, you know, I want a, I want more control over what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like it's like the 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 uh, old school Hollywood contract player, right? Yeah, stuck into anything that the studio wants. Yes, you know, oh, I'm a dramatic actor. Oh yeah, but you're gonna do guys and dolls. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Oh god, I got this guy masters. <laughs> three amigos. I'm remembering the three amigos. Uh, yeah, so. take the amigos' clothes. Yeah, yeah, you know, but that's what it is. Yeah, you, you, you're you're stuck into anything that the studio wants you to do. Yeah, and it's okay. So you you hit your mark. You say your line. You know, you wince at the appropriate time. You make the face. You you know, all that stuff happens. Mm-hmm. You know, so it gets to be a little routine yeah. after a while. It doesn't, you know, the novelty wears off. And, and, and so you start thinking, well, what, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. What can I do that will actually start feeding what I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. You know, and start addressing the things that I've felt practically my whole life. Well, you, you know, you, you make your own website. Yeah. You 
know enough people now and you know enough cool people now that you can, you know, call on them. You've got, you know, you're, you're, you're pretty good friends with a really great photographer. You know, talk to her about the idea. She's game for it. You know, you know other people, so you start setting up shoots. And you just sort of make it happen. Has it been Delano bound the whole time? No, no, no. It no. started off as Delano in distress, which obviously is, you know, it's DID. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So it's the play on. Because that's where that's where my most fervent desires were for, you know, it was still, it was play acting. Yeah. You know, it was, it was setting the scene. It was doing the role play. It was, you know, uh, coming up with a storyline mm-hmm. and, and whatnot and finding interesting places to shoot and, you know, scenes and clothes and costumes and, 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 and things like that. You know, to this day, uh, like Delano Bound, we were talking about this before we started recording, is one of the only, it's one of the only male bondage-oriented websites out. I mean, there are now, that there's like, kink.com has a few. Well, kink.com has a couple, you know, uh, it's, but it's their formula, you know, well, which but is. Yeah, it, I, I don't want to but but, it, but it's not, it's not. You know, it's 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 not about the guy. It's, it's not about, about it's not about bondage either. Right. It's, it's more about the it really the way they do it. It's almost like oh, it could be anything. It, right. Really, as long as there's a dominant woman and there's some sort of sexual thing happening, right? And the guy gets fucked in the ass, right? And yeah, and come shot and scene, right? Exactly. Whereas yeah. this is the only I have never seen. You know, I've never seen anything like that. I remember when I first saw your website. Um, I saw it just actually just a couple of weeks before I actually met you, mm-hmm. and then I met you, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Because <laughs> I was looking at it. I'm, I remember looking at it, going, "This is just after I moved to New York." I'm like, "This is how come there's nothing else like this out there?" You know, because I was. I just remember because the one thing I was always kind of frustrated by, um, which I, I didn't. I always like seeing. I mean, I always liked looking at women in bondage because I like looking at women, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But when I looked at women in bondage, I didn't imagine, oh, what could I do to her? I always thought, what, what if I yes, was in that position? Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. You, you think, wow, wouldn't that feel great? Or wow, wouldn't that be an, that that would be just an amazing thing yeah. to do? Yeah, that's how I I thought about it too. It's like you know, no, I don't. It's like no, I don't want to be the person tying up the woman. I want to be the person in the bondage. Yeah, you know. And when I you were want... doing those drawings uh, as a kid, was, yeah. was that what it was too? Yeah, that's exactly what it yeah. was. You know, like I said, I didn't, I didn't click to that until I was much much older and yeah. able to do the whole like reflexive, you know, thinking sort of thing. Is like aha, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what it was. There wasn't. A lot. I mean, what was out there was, yeah, you see the dominant woman, the guy in the bondage, whatever, and there's like, it could just be anything going on. Yeah. What was happening in your personal life throughout this time? You know, I was at, during all this, you know, uh, Delano in distress, I was, uh, I was married. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, things break down. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing a lot of stuff, um, shoots, performances, um, going to fetish parties, you know, like Gamora, um, once a week, uh, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And my wife, again, was not interested yeah. at all. 
interestingly enough, though, when I first started out, you know, um, she actually practiced a little bit with me. You know, she would do a couple of ties, and you know, so I could get familiar with how the rope felt and mm-hmm. sort of, you know, I had a video from Simone uh, Devon that was went through the basics of of doing you know the kind of damsel in distress work that she did yeah which was really good she did great work um and you know we sat down and watched it and she's okay i can probably do that and she would you know say two or three times she did this um but you know things don't always match up yeah desires and expectations and goals and you know so eventually it fell apart um you know but she was you know supportive she met several people that i you know would would shoot with and you know she came out to a couple of things uh, that i did uh, or you know, she never ever saw any of my performances, but she did come out to a couple of the parties, you know, with me. Yeah. You know, um, but it was just one of those things that that you know, it just it it breaks down because yeah. you don't have similar goals, you yeah. don't have similar desires for your life, so you know, uh, it it ends. Yeah. Um, you know, I I I. I'm grateful that, you know, at that one point she said, well, why don't you? Okay. Um, it set me on a path where, you know, I am now very much um, living the life that I want to live. Yeah. You know. I found that, too. Maybe this is a, this is something that uh, that just happens when... I don't know when you hit a certain age I don't know what it is but I found that the more experiences I have the less regret I have right it's almost like you you, you, right. you, you, you the things that you used to regret and kick yourself over you just kind of accept and say well that's if I hadn't experienced that I wouldn't right. be where I am today exactly exactly you know hindsight is twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and hindsight with honest reflection is a path to the future mm-hmm you know, I honestly don't. I honestly don't regret much of anything that I've done. There are things that ended up with me being, you know, emotionally hurt. I mean, as as people live their lives, I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. You know, you have these experiences. Sometimes you get hurt. Sometimes you have joy. Sometimes you have, you know, laughter. Sometimes you have, you know, a, a tremendous relationship with somebody. Sometimes things break apart. It's what happens in life. But. Every step along the way brings you to the person that you are now. And if you are honest with yourself and you are someone who accepts what goes on in your life and the kind of person that you are, then there's a whole foundation for great joy. But it's built step by step in all these things. You know, um... So I, I I rarely look back and go, oh man, if only. Yeah. You know, because if only would have happened, where would I be now? Yeah. Who knows? You know, and I'm I'm really happy with where, <laughs> where I am. <laughs> you know, wouldn't trade that uh, wouldn't trade that for the world. This episode of the Mastercast is brought to you by Eden Fantasies. Type in EFCast. That's E F C A S T upon checkout and save twenty percent on your order. So what happened after after your marriage dissolved? I mean, I imagine there was some. Time of reflection, obviously. 
And yeah, um, as my performance career continued, because I, I did I did all kinds of things, um, you know, suspensions at at Gamora, um, you know, uh, special performances, and you know things like that. I have friends who were party promoters, so there would be, okay, well, we're doing this and we'd like for you guys to come down and do demonstrations. So, you know, so I was doing a lot of that stuff. And um, I got to a point at one performance I was doing with a friend of mine. And it was in a bar. And they're always in bars. Mm -hmm. You know, New York doesn't have any real play spaces. Yeah. And it just doesn't. Yeah. You know, the few that it did have got closed down and, and you know, and the one that it does have now is, in my opinion, not conducive for the kind of play that I want to do. Sure. Um, you know, so it was in a bar and it was sort of, it was really, it was disconnected. And this is someone that I shot with several times from my site, shot with several times before my site. Um, you know, we had a pretty good working relationship and, a, you know, a fairly decent friendship. Mm -hmm. But I went through the whole thing and it was just this sort of jarring, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I couldn't move past where we were what was going on around me you know the thing that that you have to do when you're doing performances in public places is you have to you have to ignore the periphery mm -hmm. you know you have to siphon you know things out so that you are with the person you're doing the performance with you you know both on the same page and at this one point it was just so jarring how i couldn't do that and i started thinking what is this for? Yeah. Why, why am I doing this? Um, and I came to the conclusion that, yeah, this part has run its course. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't what I want to do anymore. You know, this isn't what, this isn't where my life feels like it's going, where it should go. Mm -hmm. If I keep down this path, you know, it's just going to be, you know, a drudge. It's just going to be a grind. It's just going to be, okay, well, here's the next performance. Well, here's the next thing. You know, it's, ugh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, it is so, um, in some ways, dehumanizing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm not into that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I'm not into objectification. I'm not into, you know, being a non-entity for someone. You know, for a year, doing the modeling thing, I play acted it. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were performances I did after I stopped doing the modeling and set up my site where, you know, I, I would, I would perform it. And then came to this one point, this one performance, and it just made such a big impression on me that, man, I'm getting absolutely nothing from this. Yeah. I don't have a connection with this person anymore. I don't have a connection with the rope that's being put on me. I don't have a connection with what we're trying to do. It's just not where I want to go. So I, I started reflecting on it. I started thinking, well, what do I want to do? 
that also kind of like comes into things that were happening on, on my site where I was realizing that, um, well, being the male, you know, Betty page is fine, but the industry is not for boys. Mm -hmm. The industry is for girls. Mm -hmm. It just is. Yeah. As a model, as a model. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. I went to BonCon. It's like kind of their second one, the one that they had out. Um, BonCon, for, for those people who don't know, is like, so, so an industry event. Right, right, right. It's, a, it's an industry event for, uh, for bondage models. Yeah. Uh, and it is, uh, in its earliest inception, it was, it was here mm -hmm. uh, in New York and uh, out at a Marriott LaGuardia Airport area. And, you know, it draws nationally all mm -hmm. these, you know, these cute little girls and whatever. And, you, you know, these male riggers and so forth and so on. Yeah. And uh, so I went to the first one. And then the, the next one, well, actually, the next one, I actually, like, had a table. You know, mm -hmm. when I was Delano in distress. And I yeah. had this and I had videotapes. And I had, you know, because I shot with, you know. A couple of people, you know, down in Philadelphia, and they gave me copies. You know, so I had the, I had stuff. Yeah, nothing. Uh -huh. You know, and it really is okay. Yeah, you know, this is it's a fanboy's dream to you know for these things. You go to you, know, you get to take pictures of the girls, yeah. and sometimes you get to tie them up, and so forth and so on. That's not my market. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do the gay market because that's not my you know that's that's not my orientation that's not yeah. where i want to go mm -hmm. so where am i what do i do you know so it was a little adrift for a while mm -hmm. you know and all this stuff started happening and all this you know these 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 thoughts started surfacing what do you do what do you want to do what do you want this life to be for yourself well man it would be great to to do some education mm -hmm. okay and wow, it would be great to be able to shoot with people and have it mean something to show the connection that you have with the person that, you know, is doing the bondage, to show the love that you both have for rope, to show the friendship that you share in these experiences. That would be a great sight for me. And uh, right about that time was... Um, you know, I, I started, um, I'd hooked up with, um, with Michelle, mm -hmm. you know, she and I started, um, seeing each other and started talking about a lot of this stuff. And she is someone for whom this means a lot because her work is all about seeing the inside person, you know? What's going on in there? Show me what's happening. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted my my work to look like. Um, and I came to the decision. Okay, Delano in distress has run its course. It needs to go away. The next stage has to be more about me, mm -hmm. more about what my experience is, what my desires are, what my thoughts are, what my opinions are, what my... Um, what my history is and how I can, how I bring all that to these relationships. It has to be about the relationships. And that's how Delano bound was born. Mm -hmm. 
you know, because again, it's sort of a, it's a play, you know, and especially now in its as it exists now, it's Delano bound, I am bound, and Delano bound bound by Delano because yeah. I'm also doing you know topping yeah. on that site. You know, but it it was it was okay. Let's see beneath the surface. Let's see if we can capture that. Let's see if we can, ex, you know, explore the fun. Let's see if we can explore the intense, you know, physical aspect of it. Let's see if we can catch the spiritual. Mm-hmm. And that's where all that that came from. You know, it's like okay. You, you feel something and, and again if, if you're being honest with yourself you ask yourself the hard questions you ask yourself man if if I don't you know if I don't stop this what will I become if I don't change now what will I become well you'll become just some guy that does this as eh, you, know, <laughs> you don't it's just a thing to do it's not yeah. it doesn't mean anything and that was the bottom line. It had to mean something. I think what really, um, I, it, it took me a long time to realize what it is about Delano Bound that I like. Maybe, the, I mean, obviously, maybe your intent was different, but here's what I got from it. Um, it was refreshing for me to see a guy who, uh, to see someone bound in a way that wasn't directly sexual, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't a form of humiliation. Mm-hmm. It was it, it it was a form of pride, and it was a form of uh, not. While I am submissive, it was almost uh, it's almost a sign that it it's, it looks the same way submission feels to me. It's not a form of weakness. It's a form of strength. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I go, "Wow!" And I remember that's this is when I first because it, most there's so many. If you look at traditional male bondage yeah it's usually you know the guy is being humiliated the guy is right. being he's taken down on, on he's, right. he's being cropped he's being berated he's being you know kicked in the balls he's being you know he's being humiliated he's being fucked in the ass he's being yeah. you know it's it's all this stuff that is the expected thing about bdsm it's what you know it's what the popular vision of it is and and this stuff goes on and people enjoy it and people do it i'm not that person yeah i mean and while here's the other thing while there are some things of what you listed i do enjoy that's not it's not because of that right that you know um seeing your website was the first time when i really thought wow i could you know i don't have to give up my masculinity in order to be into this stuff. Right. You know? Right. And and yes, that that was a lot of my intent. My yeah. intent was to show the honesty of the relationships, not the artifice of, you know, the scene. Yeah. I am not submissive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, for the longest time that was a that was that was a point of consternation for a lot of people. Yeah. Because you go to these parties, you go to these, you know, do these performances or whatever, and people, again, project what they think yeah. should be onto you. And then when the reality turns out to be different, it shocks them. You know, there were many people who, because I was polite, mm-hmm. because I was deferential, mm-hmm. because I was helpful, mm-hmm. considered me 
submissive and would order me. And when I would look and say, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, you know, hair started flying everywhere. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> Jaws dropped, you know, <laughs> yeah. eyes bugged out. You know, it was it was it, it was a big mess. Um, but yeah, but it was that was one of my intents. It's like okay, I'm not submissive. I will not present as submissive. Um, I will be honest about this. I will present as someone who enjoys this. I will present as someone who gets something deeper out of it. I want to I want to show that I want to illustrate that. I want to, I want I want it to be a point of uh of departure for other people, you know, mm-hmm. to 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 know that this can be experienced. So yeah, all that was it was it was it was intentional. And I'm I'm really I'm glad you got it. <laughs> Cuz you know, sometimes you just you do this stuff and you just you just don't know. Uh you wrote something recently and mm-hmm. when I first started reading it, uh, I almost found myself going no, <laughs> but it, uh, I, I'm not going to quote you word for word because you do. People can check out your site and find out for themselves. However, uh, you did write this. So uh, you said so. From a certain point of view, I'm at an end point or maybe a crossroads. Mm. Change it, let it go, or dive deeper. What were you thinking when you wrote this, and what kind of crosswords were you coming up against? Well, um. Again, because of the nature of what I do with this, my pool of people gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And, smaller. and so I, I, I don't shoot as much. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not in the same places where I used to be, where I would you know, meet a lot of people and then sort of um, narrow things down. Because those places hold no interest for me, and I can't, I can't go through that again. Yeah. Um, so I, I was, I was trying to figure out. Well, what do I do? You know, because you know what's on my site now is literally the absolute last shoot I have. Mm-hmm. There is nothing else. Yeah. You know, I have no back galleries. I have. It's that's it. Yeah. You know. The fact that it was um, a shoot with me rope topping Sky, you know, that's full circle. Yeah. She was the first person I shot with when Delano in distress. She was the first person I shot with for uh, Delano Bound. Mm-hmm. And now here she is as the last shoot that I have. And, you know, we switched roles. Yeah. So, yeah, it, you know, so that's a full circle. That's, that's, that's gestalt, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, if 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 I may wax German, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Hey, I'm one one third German, so go ahead. Okay, or one quarter. Okay, um, you know, so I was I, I was trying to figure out. Well, you know, what what do I do? Because without without a pool of people with which to share these experiences, there is no Delano Bound. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't I can't go backwards. Mm-hmm. I can't because you know the, the thought came to me. Well, you know, I could probably do some sort of like storyline things and you know do the campy thing again. But I've been there. I've done that, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean the same thing to me. Yeah, you know, it, it's not something that I want to you know show in mm-hmm. that way. So, without a larger pool with which to shoot, 
and have these experiences, to have these, these play dates, uh, you know, what do I do? You know, so they, the, that's, you know, that was a question. Do I go backwards? Do I let it go? Or do I find ways to really start to dig deep with the people, you know, I still have access to? Yeah. Um, and I, I want to maintain a presence. You know, I want these experiences to still be available to people you know, who, who otherwise don't have that. Yeah. It's, it's not very often that someone who is in the bottom role ends up teaching as well. How did you go from, uh, how did you get into a, a position where you were an authority on the subject? Or did you always know you like enjoyed tying people as well? Or is no, 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 no. <laughs> oh my God. Um, the way, the way that I got into you know, rope topping, mm-hmm. uh, again, bass awkward. Mm-hmm. It was, seems to be my, you know, preferred way to get into something. It's, 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 it seems to work out better than it the, works than out. The it works out way. Yeah. It works out very well. Um, I was at leather retreat mm-hmm. with, uh, uh, with sky mm-hmm. and, uh, her, uh, they weren't married at the time, but you know, her, her boyfriend and our sort of extended leather family sort of thing. And I met somebody at one of the, because it, it, Leather Retreat was one of those sort of events. It was a camping event. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as part of your duties as attendees, you, you know, they expect you to do, you know, some like community service. Yeah. So I signed up to do community service in, you know, this was called the Pamporium, where you, you know, pamper people. You, yeah. know, you do facial massages and, you know, hand and foot massage, that sort of thing. And one of the people on the shift with me uh, was somebody I'd met a year, maybe a year and a half ago. You know, before that, uh, in uh, Portland, mm-hmm. uh, Oregon, mm-hmm. and she was a friend of a friend of mine, somebody that I was playing with and shooting with, and you know, had actually met at a bond con. Um, and she said, "Hey, I want you to tie me up." To which I laughed very hard <laughs> and long because that's not what I did. Yeah. I had never tied anyone up. I mean, you know, I actually done a knot or two for someone else's performance, but not like, you know, that's not what I did. Yeah. I wasn't a top yeah. at all. She kept at me for like a day and a half. And it was like, no, it's a, you know, Emma, that's not what I do. That's not what I do. Yeah. I de- you know, you're a rope top. I've seen your work. It's fantastic. Yes, I want to play with you, but I am not. You know, just like, oh, no, no, no. You, you'd be great. You know, you'd be great. I want, you know, I want this to happen. I want you to do this. I want you to do this. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll switch off. You know, you'll, you'll do me and I'll do you. you know, no. Yeah. No. She cornered me at, at dinner and was on about this and on about this. And Sky walked by with another friend of ours, uh, Domina Z. And both of them sort of like, Smack me in the back of the head and say, ah, do it. Go on and do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? Said, Look, you know more about bottoming to rope than anybody we know. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been at this for a long time. 
just do what you like done to you. Yeah. Now, I, I, you know, in the disconnect, you yeah. know, the, the light went off. You know, <laughs> please explain. Please explain. <laughs> was All the humans can explain their actions. Was this a self-conscious thing or just something you never? I, it never crossed my mind. Yeah. Absolutely never crossed my mind that that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Ever. She kept at me. Sky and Z kept at me. And finally, I relented and said, okay. We'll do this. You know, I don't know what it's going to be like. I have absolutely no idea because this is not what I do. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go and we'll play. You know, you'll time me. So we set the date. You know, she came over to the cabin. I had rope because one of the things you do as a rope player as a bottom in my opinion is that you come prepared with your own tools mm-hmm. that way you know everything you know what they are you know where they've been you know what condition they're in yep. you know and you can you know oh well here you can play with this and here we got that and, yeah. you know and all the rope tops I, they loved it yeah you know because i come prepared of course you know uh so i had all this stuff which I was hoping to have used on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she, she came over and uh, the cabin was, was empty at the time. Uh, I, my teeth were doing the chatter thing. Mm-hmm. My hands were shaking. But as I started pulling the rope to my hands, you know, it started... I started to calm down. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole sensory thing with rope. You know, there's a feel of it, especially if it's like hemp. If it's hemp, it's got a tactile sense, yeah. that, that, unlike anything else. And then there's also, you know, an aroma because hemp natural. It's got that that grass, mm-hmm. you know, back to nature sort of feel. I started doing that, and I started calming down, and I started thinking, well, what do I like done to me? I put on. Some music, Mm -hmm. sort of dove in, and it was like two and a half hours later, (laughs) with several people walking through the cabin going, what? You know, know, the the world ended, apparently. Yeah. You know, black holes (laughs) collapse in on themselves, and it was just the talk of the town. And we had a fabulous time. Mm -hmm. You know, I was actually, I'd actually picked up through osmosis, through muscle memory of what was done to me, how to do certain ties. Mm -hmm. And this, she was a switch, Mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't a switch, but it worked. You know, she was, open she was encouraging she was very um demonstrative when things went right she was patient when things didn't go right and it was two and a half hours later Uh, that's awesome you know it was fantastic um and that wasn't you know like the cue for me to go out you know trolling for bottoms you know but uh but it was an experience that started an evolution. You know, it was a little bit after that when um, I started doing more topping, you know, doing rope uh, 
on Michelle. Mm -hmm. And that led to me doing, you know, co-bottoming where I was, or co-topping where I was doing the bondage and she was doing other things. And it just sort of evolved. Mm -hmm. And as I started seeing how what I did could affect people, I started becoming more confident in my abilities. So it was, you know, it was a long time coming, but it was an evolution. When I'm talking to people on both sides of top and bottom, it seems that the the holy grail is almost always suspension. Whenever anyone's talking about it. Yeah. And and I've... You know, I've talked to people who they just really want to be suspended. And this is before they've even experienced any rope at all. Right. Which seems kind of dangerous because, you know, who knows it what's is. going to happen when they get up there. Um, do you think suspension, you know, people maybe put the way people, too, yeah, too people much on put it? Way too much emphasis on it because, and this is something that Midori and I talk about at Rope Dojo. Mm-hmm. It's flashy. It's like, it's the new, you know, Florentine flogging. Yeah. You know, people do it. it. It's it's on all the websites. It's in all the you know the fetish rags. It's it you know it's ah it's this thing. You know it's it's you know it's in all on all the Japanese websites and all the videos and you know and it is this flashy thing mm-hmm. that happens. Um, but it is not the end all and be all. Mm-hmm. It is an experience. I have experienced deeper headspace. In floor, pl- in floor play, mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, than I have in suspension. Um, you know, it just, it's, it is an activity. It is not the end of your experience. It is not, you know, the thing that's going to complete you as a rope bottom mm-hmm. or a rope top. You have as much ability to achieve the same altered states if you're sitting in a chair and being tied up mm-hmm. as opposed to being suspended 10 feet off the ground. Just because you're flying doesn't mean you're going to fly. Yeah. I think, there's a, I think that goes for just about everything. Uh, not just BDSM even. is People will usually focus on one thing that in, in their mind they've set this, yeah. this high goal And, um, you know, I've, I've experienced, you know, I've experienced, uh, I'm trying to think of something. I uh, even look at service. I've done service for some people who didn't do anything for me. And I've done service for other people who might be sitting on the couch right now. Who (laughs) It was an amazing experience, you know? Um, and I think that could be said, I mean, you can have a bad experience without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. You know, I, 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 I can get just as high from you know, writing a story as I can from being in rope. Yeah. It's part of my experience. It's not all of my experience. It's not the thing that makes me. It is part of what I bring to Mm -hmm. my life. Um, And that's, again, and that's one of the things that I try to teach when I, I do my educational experiences. Come at it as a whole person. You know, come at it with everything you've got. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with the person you're going to play with. Talk about what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, because all of that has an effect on what happens to you in the scene. Go through as much of your normal routine as you possibly can. Um, 
don't be afraid to say, stop. Mm-hmm. This is hurting. Don't be afraid to um, want to change something. Don't be afraid that you're going to be considered a wimp. Yeah. Because the moment you start toughing things out, that's when things go wrong. Yeah. You know, I am a big believer in, you know, saying, ow. Mm hmm. That really hurts. <laughs> you know, you're playing around and, you know, ow is not a safe word. Yeah. And it really isn't. Yeah. But if I'm playing with someone and I say, ow, that really hurts, <laughs> they know that yeah. really hurts and it needs to change. Which is why you're playing with that person. Which is why I'm playing with yeah. that person. Yeah. You know, because communication is the foundation. It's mm-hmm. the, it, it, is, it is the bulwark work against scene floppage. Mm-hmm. You know, communicate. Don't be afraid to communicate. Figure out what that form of communication is going to take before you do the scene. You know, because it's not always verbal. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be visible. It can be, you know, a squeeze of a hand. It can be whatever. But establish that right off the bat. Yeah. Get that line of communication so that you have confidence proceeding into the scene. Otherwise, there's fear there. There's like, oh, my God, am I going to be too much of a win for this person? Am I going to, you know, and everything starts to go bad and, you know, it just avalanches. Yeah. So because if you get that'll put you in the wrong headspace and all that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You you know, and don't be don't be don't be afraid to let go, Mm -hmm. but establish your safe foundation first, which will then allow you. To successfully let go because then you can trust the person you're with and you can trust yourself. Yeah. Because without that, you go nowhere. Um, one thing I've noticed, especially in the last, I don't know, uh, I, I mean, since, since I've maybe, it, it could be the, the things that I've been focusing on myself and maybe I've been just been more open to it, but it seems like the rope community mm-hmm. um, has changed quite a bit in the last, I want to say five years, especially. Is that all in my head, or is it has it just really exploded? It's exploded. Yeah, and uh, again, part of it is because uh, you know the Japanese bondage material is much more prevalent now. You're able to get it mm-hmm. online, and uh, and people see it, they think it's fantastic, and they start to model themselves on it. Um, the publications from Japan are again much more easily accessed and people looking oh my god i want to be tied up like this so you know so it explodes the um the websites are out there Mm -hmm. there's so many more websites now than there were five years ago and you know four times as many as there were 10 years ago um you know so it's 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 out there and people see it and guys see you know wow this look at the way that this cute little 98 pound chick has been tied up I want to do that. So they, you know, so it, it, that's what happens. You know, it becomes the thing to do. You know, there are people who approach it from, you know, utilitarian. It's what I do to, you know, lay the foundation of other things I want to do. There are people who approach it from, you know, completely artistic view. There are people who approach it from a, you know, oh, I'm just copying what I see. You know, so lots of different ways of, of, of approaching it, you know, but 
the way that I look at it, you know, is it has to mean something deep inside yeah. of you for you to then be able to get something out of it. You know, I, I'm I'm guessing you know rope seems to be the big thing that you you are most passionate about, at least from what it seems. Are there other things that you really are passionate about that uh, you? Well, yeah, yeah, there there are, yeah, and some of them will remain nameless that's perfectly all right uh but there are other things that that uh i have explored mm-hmm. um in, in ways that are you know less than private mm-hmm. um we just had a scene at floating world mm-hmm. where um i well okay i i love impact play mm-hmm. but with fists yeah you know uh, so girl gang beat down i'm all i'm all there yeah you know uh so i i've i played multiple times with with that yeah uh one time we were down in in dc at the crucible and uh michelle had arranged for several of her friends mm-hmm. to put a beat down on me <laughs> which lasted quite a long time <laughs> really and, Oh yeah, yeah. It lasted, uh, yeah, an hour or more, and at the end of it, they threw me. Michelle threw me through a a wall. I've heard about this. I've heard wall. you talking about this. Yeah. Are you are you bound at this point or no 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 no? There's there's no bondage involved. How do you how do you prevent yourself from? I mean, are you are you protecting your face or you are you, how, what do you? Well, well again. You establish the parameters at the very beginning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there are safe places to strike, mm-hmm. and there are dangerous places to strike. Everyone knows where those are. Yeah. You pointed those out. You know, there is no facial, you know, hitting. Yeah. Hair pulling is fine. Sure. You know, ear pulling is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. You see, you, 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 you have the, the places where you are willing to be hit. Yeah. Within those bounds, almost anything goes. That sounds awesome. Um, so I'm also someone who is not going to, I'm not going to swing back. Yeah, I know. You know, you just, I, that's, not, that's not where I am. Yeah. I will push. You know, I will resist. Yeah. I will, in all ways, shape, and form, try to withstand. You know, but I'm not going to strike back. It's you know that's that that's not the fun part for me. Um, you know, so there's that. Uh, I got to do some uh, amazing bastinado at Floating World. Okay, a, can you explain? Uh, uh, caning of the feet. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, it's something that I've played with personally, mm-hmm. uh, privately, and the time was right. And it, you know, I got the crap beat out of me. Mm-hmm. I got trampled mm-hmm. then i got thrown on my face and my legs tied up you know to expose my souls mm-hmm. and you know two canes and i cursed in something like three alien languages <laughs> <laughs> one of them was frack i'm sure oh yes definitely sure. yeah there was frack there was mother fracker there was <laughs> well um is there anything uh, that I haven't asked you that you'd like to talk about? Well, um, you know, I'll go ahead and give a plug. Oh, absolutely. Uh, for, yes, yes. Uh, for Rope Dojo. That's, mm-hmm. you know, ropedojo.com. Mm-hmm. www.ropedojo.com. Um, but this is, is the, uh, the two-day intensive weekend that Midori and I teach. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's four times a year. Well, this year is three years, three times a year. Uh, next year, probably be back to four. Yeah. But um, usually a couple times in San Francisco. Yeah. The next one is going to be in, in January mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Um, and there will be one here in March mm-hmm. of 2011. And uh, it's really an amazing an amazing weekend yeah. because we go through all manner of, 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 you know, from the basics through, you know, negotiation and uh, scene dynamics. And I mean, it just, it's, there's a lot that, that goes on in these classes, um, you know, from, from everything from, from, from how to tie just a basic tie mm-hmm. to advanced, you know, sort of intricate harnesses and, you know, and what all that means it's not just about the physical doing. It's also about what it means. So you get, you get the hands and you get the heart. Yeah. You know, and that's. That's the most important part. Right? Those are the most yeah. important. Right? You, you know, how, hands and heart. How did you, how did you get involved and in? how did this Rope Jojo first get started? Well, Midori uh, was, I guess was, we've been doing this for like six years mm-hmm. together. Um, but she had come up with this sort of weekend thing. And had done a limited version of it uh, on the West Coast and then was coming into the D.C. area to do it. Uh, And she and I had done some performances before in the club days. And uh, she and Michelle are are like best friends. Mm -hmm. And she was doing this thing and she needed a scene bottom. Yeah. She needed someone to do the bottoming sides of all this. And... Lo and behold, I was available. Yeah. So went down there and started just being sort of the demo bottom. Mm -hmm. We got to talking and sort of decided, well, you know, really, there's a lot to be said from your side of the of the rope. That needs to be more of the curriculum. Let's start talking about doing this on a more regular basis and you sort of being the junior instructor here and you know, and it just sort of took off from there. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, again, one of those things that sort of coming into it, <laughs> bass yeah. awkward. But uh, I, I mean, I know people who have gone and uh, I've never heard a complaint. I've always heard people come out of it, you know, not just learning the craft, but they always have some sort of spiritual awakening inside them or some sort of, even if sometimes it's a really small epiphany or some sort of, like you said earlier, realization, something that they've come out of it, they've always had a really positive experience. And, yeah, and, uh, and that's, we really try very hard to, to make the classes address that one thing. Yeah. Man, you're going to come away from this with at least one thing that will make you start to think. Yeah. That will get you feeling a little different about what you do. That will get you to move into the next phase. Mm-hmm. And we have people who have never done rope before. And we have people who've done rope all their lives. Yeah. And everyone comes away with something. You know, we come away with something because you can't teach and not learn. And, and you know, this isn't something you'd be doing for six years uh, without enjoying it. So, yeah, it's know, a lot of fun. Really you cool. know, because we, like I said, we, 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 we I mean, seriously, we get people from all over. We mm-hmm. get people from, you know, Canada. We get people from Australia. We get people from Europe. We get people from, everywhere we get people who are in their early 20s we've had people in their 60s and 70s 
and to watch them all progress mm-hmm. is just amazing. Yeah. You know, to watch a light bulb go off yeah. with people who have never tied before in their lives. You know, and That's what we really do awesome. what we do is we we switch off. It's a lab scene. It's 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 a learning experience. So those who bottom will also tie. Those yeah. who tie who top will also be bound. Open your mind. Thank you again for sitting Thank down you. with me. I've never had a conversation with you without having a smile on my face uh, afterwards. And, and vice this, versa. This is no exception. Thank you to Delano. Really, really happy that he sat down with me. There was so much more that uh, was left on the cutting room floor that will go into future episodes. So just because it's the end of the episode doesn't mean there's not going to be more Delano. Again, delanobound.com. Check out his website. I really think you'll, uh, you'll enjoy it. This episode brought to you by Eden Fantasies. Visit EdenFantasies.com to browse their extensive library of personal toys, bondage gear, sexual health products, and lots more. You'll find product reviews from people looking for orgasms just like yourself. Take a look at their free sex positive magazine, Sexes, for stories, advice, funny columns from your favorite sex bloggers, some of them who've been on this podcast. Enter EFCast upon checkout to get 20% off your order, and don't forget you can share your experiences and reviews of their products at EdenFantasies.com. Uh, several ways to contact the podcast, Massacast.com. You can also, uh, Massacast at gmail.com. You can also contact on FetLife, username Massacast. Feel free to friend me. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.